If you have found yourself saving money but getting nowhere, this episode with Joseph Hogue is for you because he's been in your shoes. He has been in my shoes and he shares with you exactly what happened and how he improved upon it. Are you tired of the traditional money advice? Me too. Bienvenida. Welcome to the Her Money Matters podcast. Join me each week for down-to-earth money conversations that will leave you with more confidence and inspiration to help you take control of your money. And you will probably learn some Spanish along the way too. Lista? You ready? Empecemos with. Let's get started. Hola, hola, ¿qué tal? How is it going? This is Jen Hempel, your host. Thank you so much for being here. I know that you have a ton of podcasts to choose from, but today you chose this one, and that means a lot to me. I have a great guest for you today who I've been able to meet personally, and he is the real deal. In today's episode, you're going to learn the money mistake he made that set him back each time and led him to burn out. You're also going to learn what he learned about goal setting that made his life easier, which you shouldn't ignore, and how he has defeated those internal voices that at one point held him back. Let me share with you a little bit about Joseph Hogue. He worked as an investment analyst and economist before discovering the true path to financial freedom, that doing what you enjoy is the only way to be successful and stop living paycheck to paycheck. A veteran of the Marine Corps, he runs four websites and a YouTube channel on beating debt, making more money, and making your money work for you. Lista? You ready? Vamos a conocer a Joseph. Let's go meet Joseph. Bienvenido, Joseph, to the Her Money Matters podcast. I'm excited to have you here, amigo. Jen, thanks for having me. Uh, I'm excited as well. I love the I love the Spanish interaction in the show, kind of like the the Dora for adults and money. So, uh, so I'll be your Diego. Let's go. Love it, love it, love it. Well, I've known you for a bit. We have two common connections. One, the FinCon community, which those of you listening have heard me talk about multiple times, and also the military family community. You are a prior Marine, and we're an Air Force in this household, but we won't take it against you. So I'm excited to dive in today. And I wanted to start off with your money story. What did you hear? What did you experience? Sure, sure. Well, you know, I think like a lot of people, it was learning from the mistakes. It's, it's so unfortunate, but I think, uh, you know, a lot of our money mistakes get passed down from generation to generation. Uh, we never really learn a whole lot in school about handling money. And so it seems uh, some of the worst habits just get perpetuated. And, uh, you know, and I saw that through uh, my mom first. Uh, and then when she remarried, my dad was a little bit better saver, a little bit more frugal. But uh, there was always the influence of uh, spending as soon as we got it and living paycheck to paycheck and uh, really never, never getting out of that rut. So um, I think that, you know, it helped motivate me anyway, to really learn about money, uh, to learn how to uh, to grow your assets and uh, to really use it as a tool rather than really be, I don't want to say a slave to it, but be burdened by money your whole life. Right. And I love that you said something that 
I believe in as well is that we pass on the cycles from generation to generation. And one thing that you had mentioned is that you saw a lot of spending the money as soon as you got the money. You also mentioned you work hard to break those habits. So how, when did you realize that the cycle was continuing and what made you change and break those um, habits or that cycle? Sure. Well, you know, I still had to make my own money mistakes as well. And, and I think my first money mistake was really something that uh, that helped me break that cycle, something that, that helped me start learning, uh, really learning about money than just, just perpetuating some of those mistakes. Because after getting out of the Marine Corps, I went to college and then I uh, got my first real professional job in corporate accounting and, you know, loved getting the job, really happy with it uh, for uh, about six months. <laughs> and then I think like a lot of people, you get used to your job and then you just start to hate it. It's it's not what you expected or, you know, it's not what you want to do. So I could think of nothing else than early retirement, right? I wanted to save as much as I could, retire as early as I could. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do when I was retired or, or when I had become rich, like I you know heard about from so many other people. Uh, but I just knew it wasn't doing this. So I worked two jobs, sometimes three. I had my own real estate rentals that I managed saved every penny. And what was happening was every six months or so, I would just get burned out. I would burn out. I would go on a spending spree that would set me back a step for every two that I had taken forward. And you know, my savings account was going nowhere. I was miserable. I was no closer to my goals really than, uh, than when I started. Uh, and I just couldn't figure it out why. Finally, you know, and one of the things I recommend to everyone is have uh, some kind of like a financial uh, accountability buddy, right? Somebody that isn't afraid to set you straight. Uh, say, look, you're spending way too much on this, or where's your money going? Because yeah, I, I couldn't see I was blind to uh, to the mistake, and and I didn't realize this process of uh, skimping and saving, being miserable, and then burning out and going on that spending binge. What it was doing to my finances until a a friend really sat me down and said, hey, you know, this is what you're doing. I, I can't believe you can't see it. But, uh, you know, this is this is what's happening. Uh, so it's really there that I learned, you know, it's not enough to set goals, but you have to set realistic goals. You know, uh, I, I think it's popular to look online and see these really these super high goals, these stretch goals of saving everything you have. You hear about people paying down $100,000 in debt within a year or two. Uh, and it's just not realistic for a lot of people. You don't want to be miserable just to do it. So yeah, you have to set those realistic goals. Some of those the short-term goals of three to six months that are going to help you reach those longer-term goals and, and enjoy your money while you can as well. I can so, so relate to that. <laughs> yeah. So it's really there that started the process of of actually learning about money, learning good financial habits uh, rather than just kind of, you know, whatever I see spouted online or repurposed online there. And it's made all the difference, you know, being able to understand uh, some of the good money habits before I actually try to implement them has made a lot of difference. Absolutely. And I have fallen into that trap as well, where early on in our marriage, in my mind, because I came from a household with not a lot of money, my husband didn't either, but his mindset was different. His mindset, well, I work to make money so we can spend it. My mindset's like, okay, we work to make money, but we can't spend it or else we won't have any. You know, that was in a sense my mindset. So anytime, so in my mind, I took the to heart, like literally, I mean, literally to heart about is this a necessity? Is this a need or is this a want? 
And I think that's a good thing to think about, but I took it to heart, meaning my husband, we were, we were trying to save our money. And my husband at that time loved barbecue chips. And I'm thinking, <laughs> is that really a need? Right. And, and so it was little things like that that aggravated me. And I made myself miserable just thinking like that. I mean, that's extreme. Right. So exactly. when you, t- well, you know, I, I don't, I don't know that it's really that extreme for a lot of people. You know, it can be so hard to have those conflicting uh, goals, conflicting mindsets uh, in, in a relationship. And like you said, the barbecue chips, <laughs> you know, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, come on, you know, what, a, a 350 bag of chips, no big deal. <laughs> At that but, but time, yeah, it was less. <laughs> when you have that mindset of, uh, and those goals that you're reaching for, uh, it can really feel like the person you're trying to trust the most is, uh, is sabotaging your goals. So, uh, so yeah, it's, it can be so important to really sit down and not talk about money per se, because that's just a, a taboo topic that's going to uh, just going to end in a fight. But start talking about those goals first, yes. you know, those shared goals, and then you know, naturally talking about those shared goals. That's going to come into okay. Well, how do we get there, and what are we spending on now that that is going to get in that way? Or you know, you you finding those shared goals and shared you know shared habits. Right. And I love that you say that. And it's not coming just from me. So they're hearing it from someone else when you're having quote unquote, that money conversation, it doesn't have to be about the bills. Because like you said, that might be what leads to the tension and the arguments. But you mentioned the goals, like, it can be so many different things that aren't directly related to those tension causing moments, right? So the goals is a fantastic way to have that conversation. So let's talk about you mentioned setting realistic goals. So tell us like, what are some examples? You mentioned a few. So what, because I think realistic goals is can also be very subjective. What may be realistic to me may not be realistic to you. It all depends on like your personal situation, financial situation, all that good stuff. So what would you define as realistic? Sure. So I, I think I'm going to have to uh, to disappoint a lot of people in saying, I, I don't know that there is a definition for mm. realistic. I mean, it's it's so personal and you kind of have to be flexible with with your goals and what is realistic, okay? You know, sitting down and figuring out what you can actually do and reaching for those goals. But when it comes to, you know, if something gets in the way, if something uh, comes up that means that you're not going to be able to reach those goals, I think it's, it's so important not to get... Uh, too disappointed in your goals and your your goal achievement. I think that's the one of the biggest hurdles that a lot of people face is that you know sure they they set these goals, they're excited, they're motivated, and then that first hurdle comes along that uh, that knocks them off track a little bit and uh, and they kind of get this defeatist mindset that you know this is impossible, I'm never going to be able to do this. Be a little bit more flexible with your goals. No, I I love that you mentioned that because one, I think being flexible, I think is, is key. And I talk about that a lot. So I love that you're mentioning again, they're hearing it from another person, not just me. And I love that. But two, I think really allowing yourself to do a gut check. Is this realistic for me and really trusting yourself and having confidence in yourself that, you know what, it's not about what other people are saying, this is realistic, just because we see like you mentioned the stories paying off X amount of money in a certain amount of time or saving this amount of money or making this amount of money in in a short period of time. But it's about what makes sense for you. And I think just that gut check and what feels right for you. And I think if we trust ourselves enough, we know that answer, right? But the problem I think is that we look to what's going on in the media (laughs) and we compare ourselves to that, which is a disaster. 
Well, and, just, and it's so dangerous because you know anything anything uh, within the media or you know online that's going to be the the most sensational cells, right? Mm-hmm. So so you, you're only going to see those success stories of where people you know saved and paid off hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. So I think it's kind of a false narrative for a lot of people when you know just those baby steps would be so important, just you know paying off that next debt. And I think it's so important to. Before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you. To have those short-term goals and long-term goals. You know, mm-hmm. a, a lot of people, they say their goal is to pay down debt. Uh, well, you know, that might be three, five years, even longer. Uh, so we get back to that point of, uh, you know, they get disappointed, they get disillusioned at some point, and they just give up. And probably, you know, dig their self further into the uh, into that debt trap. So, you know, your longer term goal of of paying off debt or being financially free is is great, and you should really, you know, create a mental picture around that to help motivate you. But then, what are the the goals that you're going to be able to reach in three months or six months to be able to get you there? Uh, so, you really, I, I think everybody needs to have, you know, three or four short term goals. Those short term goals that they can reach that are attainable that are going to motivate them and excite them to, to keep on going, that are going to work into that longer term goal. So, you know, a, a three-month goal might be, uh, you know, starting a side hustle that makes a little bit extra money to pay off that debt, that longer term debt. Or it might be to, uh, you know, pay off their credit card debt. Just those, those shorter term goals that can be so motivating and, and can really keep you heading in the right direction. Love that. Love all of that. Now, I know you have a couple of more secrets. There's two secrets that for you have made all the difference in terms of your life, uh, what you're doing now. What are those secrets based on the lessons that you have learned based on your life experience? Sure. And these, you know, these have nothing to do with money, but have everything to do with money, you know, because I've found that our life and the success we have in other parts of our life will naturally come into you know, how you make money, how you use money and that kind of thing. So one is just not comparing yourself to others. And it's so difficult. I know that we live in a culture of comparison. You know, we always want to compare ourselves to the Joneses and keep up with the Joneses. And it can be so defeatist, really, to, you know, to constantly be comparing yourself to someone. And the funny thing is, we do it so often in terms that we can't possibly meet. You know, we'll we'll compare ourselves to someone in terms of uh, one little thing that we see about them. You know, maybe they're making more money than I am, or maybe they're you know lifting more weights at the gym. And we don't look at the the holistic picture of that person. You know, everything else that they do. So it's really it's setting yourself up for failure because when you compare yourself to one thing that someone excels in. So let's use an example. Okay, so if a, a sprinter is comparing themselves to a marathon runner and how far that marathon runner can, can run. Well, naturally, that marathon runner is going to be better at that one thing. But if you compared yourself to that sprinter, compared themselves to the marathon runner in you know, all track and field events, then uh, you know, that taking that holistic picture instead of just finding that one thing that somebody excels at and comparing yourself in that regards. But we do that. We see what people are really good at. We admire them. We're envious. And really, we set ourselves up for for disappointment and failure because we only look at that one thing. Love it. Love it. Love it. Instead of comparing yourself to others, and uh, you know, I saw a great quote the other day. Obviously, it wasn't great enough to remember it verbatim, but uh, <laughs> it's, 
in the in the terms of comparing yourself to yourself. So the only comparison you should be making is to the person you were last week or the person you were last year. You know, are you making progress? Are you better than the person you were? And I think it's such an important message, such a great message to start comparing yourself to yourself, not looking outward to external uh, sources for that uh, for that confirmation, but looking at yourself for uh, for confirmation and uh, that you're progressing how you should be. I love that. That is fantastic because it's like you mentioned, it's a way to mark what progress you are making. So comparing yourself to yourself like last week. (laughs) I love that. And what is the second secret? Uh, Well, it's I think it's really, you know, defeating that those internal voices that we all have. We've got a word for it in the, uh, you know, in the entrepreneur space called imposter syndrome. It's kind of like that voice that says, uh, you know, who the hell are you to be teaching or to be doing this? Or, you know, you're no better than anyone else. And it can be so, so debilitating for us, not only in, you know, how much money we make, but success in the rest of our lives and our general feeling of confidence. I was uh, a very unconfident, I guess if that's a word, uh, a very unconfident uh, young man, you know, all the way up to, uh, I guess, when, you know, while I was in the Marine Corps and afterwards, I felt inferior a lot of times. I was shy. And I think I let those voices just beat me down, those voices inside my head. And I always think of that Simpsons, uh, the Simpsons episode where Troy McClure is, you know, he's on a, it's a self-help video. And he's like, uh, you know, you might have heard me in other self-help videos as get confident, stupid. Because it, it it can be easy to sit here and say, hey, just be confident. Uh, you know, you know that you're good enough. Know that you'll, you're going to be successful. And of course, that's impossible to uh, to just be more confident. But what I found really works is setting yourself up for success. You know, finding one or two things that you're really good at, uh, and that might be within your job, within your personal life, your social life, uh, or just you know some hobbies that you you enjoy doing. Find one or two things that you're really good at or that you enjoy doing and you can learn about and become good at and start doing that, you know, because what that's going to do is those little successes, you know, maybe you're, you're start making a little bit more money. Maybe you, uh, you self-publish a book on this topic. Those little successes that you can set yourself up for are going to give you that confidence. And it's, you know, confidence is an amazing thing. Once you start getting those little successes, you start building confidence in that one particular area. It's going to bleed over into other things. And uh, you're going to be more confident at work. You're going to be more confident with your friends, with your family, with everyone around you. And it's really an amazing transformation. You know, when you set yourself up for these little successes, and it's really going to uh, silence those little internal voices, that imposter syndrome that you have, that, that we all have. I can't agree more. And also that leads to making better money decisions in all areas of your money. So I wanted to talk about, speaking of money, you have this fantastic YouTube channel. And I can tell you put a ton of thought into what you deliver in these videos. And the videos range from how to invest, how to save more money, how to make more money in legitimate ways, because sometimes there's so many, if you Google how to make more money, oh my gosh, (laughs) everything from under the sun comes up. But I love what you do and you do with that, those videos, because like I said, I can tell you put a lot of thought Uh, in time into it. And I wanted to ask you in terms of your YouTube channel, what do you feel? Because there's tons of uh, content on there. So which videos do you feel are your favorite? Uh, Or what kind of topics? Because you talk about getting out of debt, saving more money, 
how to invest, how to make more money. Those are the areas that are covered. But what would you say, maybe one or two videos that you sure. are your favorite? Sure. And yeah, the channel is really focused around creating that financial future that, uh, that so many people, you know, whether they're making a lot of these money mistakes or they really just don't have any direction in their finances, they need it so desperately. And yeah, you're right. That goes into so many topics. I love talking about investing just for my, my equity analyst background, but I see that you know making extra money and just beating that burden of debt is so important for a lot of people. So, so we really touch on all of that. I'd say there are a few that are so important, uh, more important than others for a lot of listeners. I, I think one of those is a side hustles idea that I talk about and important because I think so many people living paycheck to paycheck, they think of it in terms of only saving, only budgeting. And of course, we all know that we all hate budgeting. We all hate saving. And it's so hard to, to save when you really don't make enough money. What I found is that if people you know, just spend five hours a week, maybe five or 10 hours a week at the most, concentrating on the other side of that equation, on making more money, then that's really going to fill that gap. You're going to be able to uh, not skimp and save every penny. So you're going to be happier about what you're doing. You're going to make that extra money and you're going to be able to, uh, to pay down that debt and get out ahead and create that financial future. So I think, yeah, that, uh, that side hustles video is very important. And, and a lot of the most popular videos on the channel uh, revolve around that. I've got uh, another one about creating passive income, which is really about you know, creating those business assets or those investments that are going to make your money work for you. Perfect. Perfect. And I will make sure that I link those uh, in those show notes, because like I mentioned, it's a fantastic channel. And it's like, where do you start? <laughs> yeah. Of course, well, you, you can you know, start I, where it interests you, but I just wanted to get your take. Sure. Well, you know, I, I love making videos on the channel. I've been blogging for going on five years now and, and freelancing for bloggers since then. But, you know, there's nothing like being on, on video and being in front of people for that face-to-face, -face, uh, that engagement that we get from feedback and from comments. It's just, it's a really great feeling and a great community that we're building on the, uh, on the channel. The community we've built to over uh, 33,000 subscribers Amazing. Uh, on the channel. <laughs> and yeah, and it feels great, you know. That means that there's always somebody there in the community to, to be able to answer questions, be able to uh, you know offer ideas for getting out ahead. And, and it's just a, it's a great time. Love it. Love it. Well, Joseph, this has been absolutely fantastic. I appreciate your time. I appreciate everything you shared. And uh, keep doing what you're doing, my friend, because you're doing fantastic. Love it. Thank you. I hope that you enjoyed the chat with Joseph as much as I enjoyed it. You can learn more about him. I would recommend his YouTube channel. It's called Let's Talk Money, and I will have the link to his YouTube channel in today's show notes. Now, what was your favorite part of this chat with Joseph? I related a lot personally on how he saved and saved and saved some more and then went on a spending binge. Now, my story is similar where I saved and saved and continue to save, but I wasn't realistic in our day-to-day -day spending needs. So it wasn't necessarily a spending binge for us, but more so of not having planned well some of those non-monthly expenses. And because of that, naturally, those savings would be drained significantly when those expenses would come due. All again, because I wasn't being realistic. And you notice he was saying the same thing. I was personally trying so hard to do the right thing, and that was to save because that's what we're told to do. But 
I ignored the fact or didn't think to set money aside for those other expenses. And honestly, I find that to be very, very common. Now, have you created your free account in the Her Money Matters Academy yet? If not, you are missing out as there are so many free resources that you can tap into. It is simple. You can simply grab your free copy of my daily money ritual and that will automatically get your free account going. You can do that over at jenhemphill.com forward slash ritual. On the next episode, we will be talking to Lakeisha Brown who shares some money games that have helped her become more abundant in her journey and so much more. And it is a great, fantastic, really good episode. Did I emphasize that enough? (laughs) So that is a wrap for today. I want to thank Joseph for joining us, for sharing all the goods today and your wisdom. You can check out the brief show notes over at jenhemphill.com forward slash 169. And also don't forget, if you love this episode or this podcast, be sure to share with a friend, a stranger, a coworker, a family member, because you just never really know. What is going on in people's financial lives? It's not like we talk about money to begin with. So just the sheer act of sharing this episode or this podcast can be that push, that motivation, that inspiration to keep them going forward or from picking themselves back up because they have fallen flat on their face with whether a financial decision they made or something that happened. So I appreciate you. I appreciate you being a listener of the show and I will talk to you in a few weeks. Take care. Ciao.